All right, it's time to go back to the past because we're talking movies and we're talking the undisputed greatest action movie of all time, according to Canada's National Post. Because we're talking movies, we're talking Terminator 2, Judgment Day, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, written by James Cameron, and William Wisher, and directed by James Cameron. There's no fate but what we make for ourselves. Come with me if you want to live. Like, you don't even try with the fucking quotes. Like, come on. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? As Scott said, we are talking about the 1991 film from James Cameron, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And it's one of Scott's favorite movies, but before I throw it over to him, last week, Scott, you uh, you looked at two of my films, Rush and Drive, and you uh, tried to profile my type of movie, like what I need in a film. So now that I've seen your two, Jaws, Terminator 2, I have my predictions of what kind of films you t- tend to like. You want to hear it? Uh, sure, but you know, I figured you would have done this like in the buffer in the middle. But sure, <laughs> Let, let's just fucking take over, Chris. You know, hey, like, it's just, it's the Chris we show. Have a, we, we have a format, and you're like, fuck it, I don't like it because I talk. I don't talk as much at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, let's do this. All right. So Scott likes big daddy directors that do big daddy films. And have big daddy monsters and characters. So, Scott, do you have some big daddy issues? No, I don't, actually. I love my dad. He's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, this is this is my favorite film. Jaws is number two. But, to me, I was 10 years old when this... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was 10 years old when this film got released and it just encompassed me like it just engulfed me especially with home video release because obviously you couldn't watch it in the theaters but it just took my imagination to new levels and I think once this thing came out on home video I probably watched it like almost every day for a month to like two months on a row like every day it was gone like the structural effects captivated me. The story captivated me. And it is the greatest action movie ever made. So is it, right now, is, is this is your number one favorite movie to this day? To this day, yeah. Like, what in terms of home video collection, whether it was, you know, joining Columbia House back in the day to get those VHSs <laughs> <laughs> or joining Columbia or what was the other one for the DVDs? It wasn't Columbia House, but joining that one and then Blu-rays or whatever. This is the first movie I usually grab once it's released. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, yesterday for this podcast. So you did rewatch it for the show? Yeah. So like, this, this I movie, do my, this, are, are you saying are you saying you didn't? Because I do my like. The, oh, yeah, oh I watched it. I I I dragged my ass through this fucking movie. This movie is fucking almost unwatchable. Okay, it is fucking <laughs> boring. It is so fucking boring. Um, <laughs> the best acting in this movie 
is fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I actually give, I was like, hey, I mean, he's playing a Terminator. He's, he's doing a good job with that. I'm actually going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use that as the jump off point. So uh, Michael Upchurch of Seattle Times said, Schwarzenegger is in impeccable deadpan form, milking his tough guy image for all it's worth and getting laughs out of the Terminator's wooden parroting of slang, no problemo, probably will be a catchphrase to reckon with this summer. And my note to myself, best actor in the film. I mean, Edward Furlong and Robert Patrick, yeah, they're okay. Linda Hamilton is horrible. Absolutely overacting everything. There's also extra dialogue that doesn't need to be there. Okay, you respond to that. Because this fucking thing gets nominated for cinematography and editing. And all I could think when I was watching this is, man, James Cameron's not really big on cinematography. And I wish this was edited better. So, anyway... Yeah, that's my gauntlets are down. This movie okay. was fucking way too long, way too boring, and way too fucking slow. <laughs> what was the runtime on that? That much I don't like. This I've, is got, I've got two hours and thirty-seven minutes. minutes. So yeah, yeah, one hundred thirty-seven minutes. Okay, one. You take that fucking back because James Cameron is a Canadian treasure. I know he is. I know <laughs> he is, and he's from Capitalism, and, and he's a bit. And he's he is like he is, I think one of even to this day one of the most forward-thinking directors and stuff that you know he wants to make stuff. And if the technology is not there to make what he his vision it. is, he creates the fucking technology, right? So again, and just, then I everybody just, else uses it. So okay, I, and I will one hundred percent agree with you on that. And I think the problem is is that. What I look at in, for a, in a director, and not even what you do, but like James Cameron is a different kind of director. He's more like Spielberg or something like that. Like he, I like arty, cinematic, fucking weird lighting bullshit. Where these guys are like project managers and visionaries, like you said. Like they're like, oh, we don't have a fucking mechanical shark. We'll just build one. You know, that's you know with Spielberg or with James Cameron, like. Every movie, he just invents fucking technology. Um, which I would actually say that Christopher Nolan is almost a bridge between those two things. Like some of the stuff he did for Tenet uh, with the IMAX cameras and, and reconstructing them to work backwards. Plus, he definitely has like the artistic effect that I like as like a cinematographer DOP so or, or director or whatever. It's radio. You got to say stuff, man. I, I, no, I was gonna say like when does this become like fucking the Christopher Nolan show? Like this is not the Christopher. <laughs> you always get you always get mad because I say the same two fucking directors and then I say start saying other ones. I know, it's like it's like you only know two, right? You're like who are who are two like you know high profile directors? And uh, I'm just gonna you know Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan, and then I'm just gonna. Throw I thought it was Tarantino. I thought it was all about Tarantino all the whole time. <laughs> No, no, you're gonna throw in a Tarantino oh, reference, okay, okay, okay. but but it's normally the only two directors like movies that you watch are fucking Tim Burton and Nolan, right? And what about Dennis Villeneuve? I, you know, he, I think he is, to be honest, the next cup. I think he's gonna take what Cameron's done, Cameron's legacy as a Canadian actor going into the states and becoming so sexy successful and a visionary and i think he 
is going to compound it and build upon it, right? Like, in terms of, and just story-wise as well, like, I think in terms of Villeneuve, I think Arrival is one of the perfect stories where, like, the story captivated you, the visuals captivated you, and where you had that holy whoa, shit whoa, moment. Whoa, 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 and I mean, end. I don't want to go down this fucking path too long because this, this show will turn into one of those two-hour-long podcasts that nobody fucking wants to listen to. Arrival, like, with Amy Adams? Yeah. That movie also is boring as fuck. Weird ass non-linear fucking narrative. Anyway. Okay, anyway. I get it now. I get it. I get it now. If a movie has to make you think, it's get not the fuck fucking out good. Of here. That, that's why you like Nolan, because you kind of think you have to think on it, but he doesn't leave he leaves it always at the end kind of open ended. So oh, you're really telling me is Sicario, no Sicario by Vilna that had a lot of thinking requirements. It's like fucking let's go kill fucking narcos in Mexico. That that is that is the story arc of that fucking film. But I wasn't talking about that film. I was talking about Arrival. Yeah, and I'm saying Arrival's fucking boring. I also don't like Jeremy Raymer. How do you say his last name? Jeremy Raymer's Jamie Rames or whatever. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. I, I don't like I don't like him. He's another one of those actors who comes on the screen and I don't like him. Anyway, let's get back to Terminator 2. Um fuck. So yeah, because you have Jamie, no fucking taste in movies. I don't have. Any <laughs> I, yeah, that's because I watch films. Uh, so yeah, James Cameron. Yeah, we talked about he's from Capuscasing, Ontario. I think he's what is he the highest? Because I know you know you normally have money numbers. I think his films have grossed the most. Correct. Uh, that I never researched to be honest. Because Titanic um, was like I, in I, theaters I, for a decade. I swear to God, it was it, like it never ended. Uh, Avatar made like a kachillion fucking dollars. Like, I think it. I think it would be. Yeah, it'll be Spielberg because Spielberg's done more. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. Right. Like his body of work is longer. Right. But and he's had in some terms big, of big... in terms of the numbers. dot com, James Cameron's actually number six. Wow. For highest grossing directors, uh, Spielberg's number one. Anthony Russo, uh, the Russo brothers are tied. I don't know why they have them as two and three when they direct all the movies together. Then it's Peter Jackson, Michael Bay, and then James Cameron. I mean, uh, according to my research, when they made Terminator 2 uh, for $100 million, roughly, it was the highest, like the most expensive movie ever made, you know, adjusted for inflation and stuff like that. Not adjusted for inflation. Oh, not adjusted for inflation. Okay. Because if it was adjusted for inflation, it would have been actually Cleopatra. Cleopatra would have cost about two hundred and ten million. Oh wow! Based on nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety one revenues. Because I've got I've got a hundred million today is worth about two hundred million. It's like a two point some odd percent increase. So, yeah, I think if you adjust for inflation, this would be the highest grossing R rated film of all time. Not. Um, Joker? Passion of the Christ. Oh, not Passion of the Christ. Wait, I thought Joker was with a billion dollars. I think it was Passion of the Christ, man. I uh, think well, Passion of the Christ. We'll, we'll the come highest. back to that on another episode. Okay, so you, you love this movie. Like uh, I found it really like I said. I, do. I found it really boring, and I'm surprised you actually rewatched it and found it really great. Um like I said, you made this, me fucking watch Drive, and you're saying this is dude, boring? Drive is sick. Drive was a sick, sick, sick movie. Uh do you get what I'm saying though? Lyndall Hamilton's acting is fucking atrocious. Um, 
Was she married it's to not, James? Uh, Didn't she marry James Cameron I after this she, for a couple years? No, I think she was married during this. I think they got married. I don't know the timeline, but I think they got married after the first Terminator. Oh, okay. Because they were only together for a couple years, and then he gave her $50 million to go away. And they had a baby together. So, but, is, is that, <laughs> I don't think he paid her. I just think the relationship deteriorated. And then and he gave her $50 million, and she went away. She's, okay. So whatever her album or Well, I don't know what her album is. So Linda Hamilton did Children of the Corn, which now I want to go back and watch because that's a super creepy movie. And maybe we'll do that for Halloween. I don't know. Um, but really, all this person has done, Terminator. That is her claim to fame. She did Beauty and the Beast on TV. Um, and that's basically it. That and Terminator. And being Dante's, married to James Cameron. Dante's Peak? Which Come on. is not the volcano one. Yeah, with, uh, that's Pierce the one with Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, right? Like, really, like she just never went anywhere outside of really Terminator as far as like big acting credits. But again, I'm not, I think she did amazing in this film and like, she's, she's the Ripley of this story. Except, except, except that she is not because I think it's your background, right? You like aliens because it's the fucking army coming in. To go fucking fuck shit up. <laughs> I did always like that part. I always lo- really did like the Colonel Marines. All right. And that's probably why you don't like any other alien film. Because they never go back to the Colonel Marines. It's They're also not as good. Although, Finchner's got some dark aspects to his Aliens 3 that's not too bad. If that's his Aliens 3. But <laughs> anyways. Um, this film, I think... Because it goes with, there's so many, like, you can read so much into it, right? In terms of the story and everything like can that. You, so tell, you have tell, the me, tell, tell us, Scott, what can you read into this story? Okay, so you have the mother who would do, like, the single mom trying to protect her child over the horrors of the world. Don't take, like, you know, and then trying to protect from negative influences, right? That's every mom wants the best for her kid you know every mom thinks their kids gonna you go always on find to like be... the story the the family the family story in the story you know what i mean i love it keep going if for anybody who's just yeah, listening like... i'm making the like eating popcorn a uh, gif uh um imagery right now you know like you, you have the young child who can't who still can't relate or come to grips with the death of a parent um, or, you know, going through puberty, right? What like the he's fuck in, are you talking about? No, he can't come to grips with the fact that his mom carted him around with a bunch of like ex special forces, people telling him about how no, a future I'm not robot at, came. I'm not talking. And, and his future dad about, came that was sent by him to have sex with his I, mom. Time <laughs> out, time out. I'm not talking about the actual plot. Okay. Right. I'm just talking about the themes. Really? You're, you're getting that out of this movie. Oh, there's so much you can get into it, right? There is so much, right? Do you know, like, there's some crazy trivia about this uh, movie I bet you don't know about. I probably do not, but let's try it. Let's play that game. Okay, you know, the beginning of the, well, the beginning of the film, even though it wasn't shot concurrently. Most films are not shot concurrently, bar- but go ahead. Okay. Uh, 
did you shoot your six minute shark concurrently? Some of it, but not all of it. So wouldn't that answer be no? Not all films, like I said, not all films are shot concurrently. <laughs> but I just asked if you did it and you said some of it, but not all of it. So wouldn't the answer have just been no, I did not. I did not shoot it concurrently. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> okay, but you know the the biker scene, like when he goes into the bar. Yes. Do you know what was happening across the street at the time they were filming that? I don't know, a murder? The Rodney King beating. Wow, that's crazy. That is actually really crazy. Yeah, that was was actually happening. I was going to say, that was actually happening. And then I guess they saw some of it because that's where Cameron, because he wrote that Strange Days movie. Yeah. It's where he got the idea of it. Was kind is of it, didn't Catherine, watching it. And Catherine then, Bigelow directs Strange Days, doesn't she? That much I don't remember off the top of my head. I feel like she did because um, we because we covered her when we did Point Break, which is a fucking super sick movie. Oh, James Cameron also was married to Catherine Catherine Bigelow. So there we go. That's two for two for Mr. Cameron. Okay, you got to keep talking, nobody man. Else. Radio. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't understand. You're like, he, he was married to people and those marriages don't work out. And you're like, fuck it. <laughs> I just always find it's interesting. Like, who is married to who in Hollywood? Um, honestly, like I said, like the only cinematic scene I actually kind of liked in this is actually where that line, come with me if you want to live, comes from. Because as he comes out of the elevator, they're, they're kind of everybody's like got a bunch of like bass in blue light. And uh, Hamilton's looking up, and so she's in this like super vulnerable scene, uh, sorry, position compared to the camera. And it's it's like I said, it's it's actually very cinematic and stuff. But even then, like, it's like he Cameron couldn't edit it down so that the interactions are quicker. Like the whole like no slow motion running away, and like then the Terminator comes up. I'm like fuck, man, that stuff needs to just happen faster. I don't know. Okay, uh, but then. Like for me, my favorite scene in this is actually the the dirt bike dirt bike chase with the tractor. That is actually cool. That is really cool. All right, and then going with the bike and everything like that. Um, yeah, like originally that trailer was not supposed to have the roof cut off. Okay. Right, but then when they went to go film it, they realized it was too big <laughs> to actually go through the bridges. So Cameron's like, fuck it, just chop off the top. Which so they I think kinda, looks better. Yeah, they kind of rig that scene so it looks like it just kind of chugs it off. And then another bit of the trivia that I think you're, you'll you be impressed with because you you run, right? Uh, you used, you used to. to be a runner. <laughs> I used to. Right. Now I barely walk. <laughs> so you know the scene in the mall when um, Furlong is on his dirt bike and Robert Patrick is chasing him. Yep. So he was regularly, when he got the part, um, he was regularly training to in running because he needed to run good, but also make it be like a machine, right? Like so he doesn't look right? like, like he's like... tired. So, so yeah, his training, he was like, the whole time he's running, he was breathing just from his nose. That's it. Oh, right? nice. Not breathing from his mouth. But he got so good at it, he caught up to that dirt bike <laughs> in the scenes. So they have to tell him to slow down. <laughs> so uh, uh, 
on the topic of Robert Patrick, and then I've got some notes from our producer that I got to ask you about, though. Um, so he was in Die Hard 2, Walk the Line, Flags of Our Fathers. He he kind of really has a lot of he spent a lot of time on X Files and the Unit, so from like TV or whatever, right? So what do you what do you mean? He was on one season. He was on one season of the Axe Files, man. The last season before yeah, I got canceled. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, had he, whole season. he had the whole season. And the so unit, he, he was a main year, character. Well, I mean, yes, he's, he's got, like, I mean. He spent a lot of time. His acting you gotta fucking, do your research better. His accolades are in the film world, like, he's got lots of acting credits, but it's not great stuff. But interesting, so his brother, Richard Patrick, is the front man of the band Filter, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, because his brother also was the touring guitarist for Nine Inch Nails. So again, just an interesting piece of trivia. Um, so producer saying, wants me to ask you some questions, because we're, clearly we're getting way off fucking track here. Um, yeah, you got to give three reasons why you like this fucking movie. <laughs> three reasons? Yeah, like, why? why? Why do you like this movie? What is this about this movie you like? Other than your like massive hard-on for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen... It's not for Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, Okay, so for anybody that's not fucking Chris, uh, if you turn this movie on from from the get, it's going to hold your attention. Okay. Right? It it is entertaining as shit. Right? And even though now the effects may look dated, but how they they were innovative at the time and like captivating you, especially as a child, like how the fuck did they do this? Which a lot of it was practical effects by Stan Whiston, not a lot of computer effects. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, it got two Oscar nods. Um, well, it got six, but I mean, Two, he got two. They got two nominations for cinematography and editing. They had four wins for like sound, makeup, like in the technical categories. They fucking just fisted the Oscars that year. Uh, and then they had one BAFTA nod and two wins as well. Again, I was shocked that they, they got it for cinematography, but it might have been more shooting all that action, like less arty, more just like how the fuck did they shoot that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you can say that, but. I don't know who they're up against at all. In 91, I wasn't really paying attention in terms of saving. Well, even now, I don't really pay attention to cinematography. But, um, yeah, like I, like we were saying before, like he's an innovator, right? And I think the other thing he does well compared to anybody else is he knows how to do a fucking sequel. Like you said, Aliens is a sequel. Yeah. And it, 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 it like, in both our opinions... It serpents the original. Hundred percent. I mean, Alien. The original Aliens more like a thriller, right? Aliens is a fucking dope action movie. Yeah, uh, this film I think overtakes the original as well. Like this one's way better, right? Um, do in you, my do opinion, you like the original? I'm guessing you're. I do like the original, but I I like this one more and. To be honest, I like it more, and it's not. I, I like it more for the Robert Patrick Terminator. Oh, okay, because he was like the whole idea of a Terminator of you know some a machine that looks like a man that can infiltrate and kill you. But when you're looking at the first movie, it's all like really big meat, meat muscular men, 
So in reality, they look like nothing like the resistance. So you kind of could have just fucking called them out. You're just like, oh, right? you're a big dude. Where, I'm just going to shoot shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah, like <laughs> I think the original, well, the original idea for the original Terminator was supposed to be um, Lance Harkonnen. I believe that's it. The guy who plays Bishop in Aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and then he was a cop in the first Terminator, but he was actually supposed to be the Terminator, right? But they, the production, from what I read, the producers and stuff didn't think that he would look menacing enough that people would believe it, right? But that's kind of what the the look they went with this one, right? Like, do you know who originally was supposed to play the Robert Patrick part, uh, but I, he couldn't because he got into a motorcycle? Oh, Billy action? Idol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy but, Idol was also supposed to be in the Doors movie, but I think that same motorcycle accident is the reason Val Kilmer slid into that spot. So, wear your helmets, kids. <laughs> but yeah, so he, so it was just like small, slender man, and I, I think that's what made it, I guess, scarier as a kid, like because he could kind of, where his interactions with the public were totally different than Arnold's, right? Because yes. he was slender, he could fit in more, and I think. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I was going to say because I keep on looking at your hat. <laughs> um, like I said, I mean, Edward Furlong's another one. I guess he had a really hard time with like drugs and alcohol uh, through his days in Hollywood. I mean, he was good in American History X. Detroit Rock City was a fun movie. But he also had like a bit of a train wreck as far as like not getting big lead roles any, anymore. Like I think he sabotaged his career pretty pretty solidly. Um yeah, man. I mean, this is your movie, so there's not much I want to say. I found it fucking boring. It wasn't interesting to me. I can't. Uh, it, it, okay, be... but how? Well, hold on, hold on. So it's got a 93% from critics. Like, usually, like, I am I tend to, like, end up in the same category as them, but, like, it's, like, it's probably, like, 200% for <laughs> It's 94, but, yeah, pretty close. Like, people liked it. It made tons of money, a $100 million uh, budget, when a $520 million box office and i mean i don't even know what it made in like rentals and fucking home video and all that like it it was it went to the oscars it won oscars like it met all those fucking requirements and i uh but so did titanic you know what fuck that james cameron did titanic and everybody fucking busted and nut over that all as well and like i remember when i was in school like university i had to write a fucking paper for sociology and for some reason we were using titanic i had the thing for like a two-week rental it was still late when i took it back and i'm pretty sure i still didn't finish the fucking movie like my my girlfriend in high school like love watch that fucking movie on repeat so maybe i just also am angry at james cameron for subjecting me to fucking titanic Terminator is the Titanic of the fucking action world. What? It is slow and boring. First, I don't even know. And at the end, at the end, Arnold sinks into lava. I was going to say, first, I I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The Terminator is the Titanic of the action film. But if you're, if you're talking high, a high bar, but think about it in terms of, top grossing films and probably top um your rotten tomatoes like critic, yeah, yeah, choice. Yeah, critic scores yeah but he probably has like the top five he, he has terminator titanic i'm gonna guess avatar i'm gonna guess aliens and probably just to throw it in there uh, probably the abyss but, oh abyss is oh, good true lies true lies is good too <laughs> 
The Abyss is fucking boring. Like I don't see. I haven't watched The Abyss in a long time, so you may be a hundred percent right. Like even as a kid, I'm like, I don't really care about these water aliens. Uh, <laughs> fucking are water aliens? Like, but the effects were cool. <laughs> but uh, is this other? Yeah. It, uh, uh, is this? I'm guessing this is since it's your favorite movie. It's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What would be your second favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Second favorite Arnold movie. Um, Twins. Twins is very good. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop's also good, yep. Uh, oh my god, what's the horror movie he did with uh, Gabriel Byrne? Oh, yeah, where he's like the devil or something? Ends of Days or End of Days or End Days or something? Yeah, Gabriel Byrne's The Devil. Yeah, I think that one. True Lie, or fucking Total Recall's good too, man. Uh, I mean, I'd have to say, like, I love fucking Predator. I mean, I even just like the way, like, the beginning when Jesse the Body's like, but just... Anyway, I'm not going to say the line. A bunch of slack-jawed people up in here. He's got the big water chew. And he spits it. He's like, Mickey, you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> fucking dude. Um, so you like you like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but none of the scenes are with Arnold. In it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, man. That's all I've got. Like I said, I didn't love this movie. I felt a bit subjected to a slog fest. Uh, I'm sure all of you out in the Twitterverse are going to tell me I'm a fucking idiot, but the reality reality is, is you're the fucking idiots. So unless you've got anything else, no, Scott, you, you don't go ahead. Yeah, I go do. Ahead. I, just, go I, ahead. I just got a little thing. Um, first, you don't have to wait for the Twitterverse because you are, you are an idiot. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up. Uh, number two, um, I cannot wait. Oh, well, we're done with your favorite movies, but I can't wait till we do this again. And it's one of your favorite movies. I'm sure uh, Big Fish with Tim Burton. That's what we'll be picking. <laughs> I do like say, Big no, Fish. That movie's it's fun. a good film. That movie's fucking boring. Come on. <laughs> anyway, I've got uh, nothing else. Do you, Scott? Yeah, we'll just agree to disagree that it's boring. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please go to our website at howdyoulikethatmovie.com. All our social media links are there. And you can email us as well. talk to me like that i'm a big time fucking film festival director now boom you get it you got it in all seriousness stuff so is this like with the film festival does it is it like like do they choose which one wins and like yeah yeah they selected who got to go and then they'll pick a winner and we get lanyards that say like festival submission or whatever on it so i'm pretty stoked about that when I found out, I, you'd think that we got into the fucking Oscars or something like that. I was like, oh my God, I'm surprised I didn't quit my fucking job. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.